Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. My guest is Kim Fletter. She is an expert and a speaker on the United Nations, property rights. She's a constitutionalist, a researcher, political and Christian activist. She's a member of North Georgia Patriot Groups, and she is dedicated to protecting U.S. sovereignty, state sovereignty, individual rights, and religious freedom. She is the published author of Love, Life, and the Shadow of Death. You know what I always say, Kim Fletter? Charity is voluntary. Taxation is not. Amen. Uh, just to read a few more of those principles from the 1968 conference, integrated development planning is needed. That's your smart growth, smart cities. Human settlements must be planned to eliminate environmental problems. You know, a lot of folks may not know this, but HUD, DOT, and EPA formed a partnership in 2009. We talked just a tiny bit about those biosphere reserves coming out of the 1992 treaty. Those biosphere reserves need HUD, DOT, and EPA because HUD will build the tiny houses in your smart city, your local downtown areas. DOT will build the corridors that are in your comprehensive plan. And the corridors, by the way, will connect the biospheres. So man is off limits if he is not on that corridor traveling to the next biosphere. Literally, your human footprint is not going to be outside of that area. And then EPA will be the nice regulator to tell us what we're doing wrong and controlling the environment. Another one of those 26 principles was the governments should plan their own appropriate population policies. Population growth, also known as ZPG, which was uh, zero population growth in the late 60s. Now you can see how incrementally these things began to take their root. And then we have, you know, the one-child policy. We have Planned Parenthood. So you can, you can go back in time and start to see where they incrementally started implementing these things to get their end goal, which is coming with a double, like a double-barrel shotgun. And then um, science and technology must be used to improve the environment. So they have new UNESCO and the IUCN. UNESCO is the UN Educational Scientific Cultural Organization, and they're behind our 
Common Core curriculum. So that just kind of gives you just a, a small idea of um, the 26 principles. And I'll end it with the last one, uh, that number 26, is weapons of mass destruction must be eliminated. I think we heard that one on the news after 911 kind of a lot. Weapons of mass destruction. Well, Kim Flutter, um, we have had a really good discussion about everything that is traveling down a path toward one world government, one world governance by the elitist globalists who think that they are so smart that they should be the ones to rule over the earth. So tell us, the most important question that I can ask you and the most important question you can give me, what do we have to do to stop this and remain free individuals, free, sovereign individuals in a free, sovereign nation? What do we have to do? Well, I would start with education. Education is the key because if somebody doesn't know something, how can you tell others? So start by educating yourself. Read books on um, anything, you know, go to the United Nations' own website. Get it from their own documents. A friend taught me a long time ago that when you go to a public meeting, especially because you're going to be labeled a conspiracy theorist, take those UN documents, put the binder, put, take a binder and slide in the cover page with the United Nations Charter right on the front of it. Put the document inside, and when you go to that meeting, hold that document up. And as soon as you're called a conspiracy theorist, you can go right to the United Nations 1992 documents and show them Agenda 21 is in the documents. It is not a conspiracy theory. And then you begin to show them some of the things in that document. For instance, plight. Plight, you may have noticed, is in your local newspaper. I'm starting to see it in mine. They're using plight, another means to take our property. So you have a dilapidated property and, oh, we're going we're, we're gonna to make sure that um, we don't have any unsightly properties downtown. So you begin incrementally and then you build a fund and you, you create your own fund, which is typically what they do, just like the IMF was created, the International Monetary Fund. So you create a fund and then you can pump that money through the fund to the county to help revitalize. And so I, I was found this interesting. I was watching HGTV one night and the, uh, or excuse me, the Food Network. And the chef was asked, what are you going to do with this $10,000 if you win? And he said, oh, no problem. He says, I know what I'm going to do. He says, I'm on plight patrol. So he literally was on plight patrol. And I researched that program. It was in one of the northern states. And they basically even have a program called Mow to Own. So if you mow that property so many times, and I'm not quite sure I didn't get into the weeds on it yet, but if it's reported to the county and they eventually take it over, I don't know. But Mow to Own, the title says a lot. And, you know, Dr. Dan, we, we have gotten away from the value of words. If you look at the words of a title, of a document, of a policy, they're very telling. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. We'll be right back after this quick break.
You're absolutely right. And, and just as an aside, that's one of the, the one of the brilliant things that they did with Agenda 21 is they took really some critically important words like sustainable growth, like smart cities. If you don't like smart cities, what are you, in favor of dumb cities? If you're not in favor of sustainable growth, you want unsustainable growth. So they, they co-opted the words that have good meanings. Uh, and now one of the things we're playing catch-up with is how do you combat that? So we've talked about education. What else do we have to do? Well, let me um, start by... I, I, need, I want to get down. I need, we need to know, what do we do? Yes, and okay. that's where I'm going. Um, let me start by saying I met with our county commissioners and also my United States representative. It's important to, once you learn these facts, and start incrementally. It's overwhelming. There's so much to know. But when you, when you just take one of the treaties, start with one of them, and learn what that treaty is, say Agenda 21. There's many sources out there. Tom DeWeese, as you've interviewed, you said you interviewed before. Um, he has a great, you know, several great books. There's others. Joan Vion, V-E-O-N. She has a couple of books called The Sustainable Prince Charles and the Sustainable Prince, which gets into your public-private partnerships. And then she also has another book called The UN uh, Global Straitjacket. The John Birch Society, another great organization where they have a lot of materials educating you on not just Agenda 21 in the United Nations, but the deep state and several other articles, refugees, NAFTA, you name it, Obamacare, Common Core. Um, so education, but then as you, as you start with that one document, just start with that one area and get to know it and then talk it up. Tell your family, tell your children. You know, we always talk about re- preserving our, our future generations. Well, if you don't tell, the Bible says if you don't tell the next generation the things that God has done, then they're lost, just like a recipe that your grandmother had. Okay, th- the next thing you want to do is, is start meeting with your local authorities, your county commission, your city council members. They have no clue what's going on. Take them one document. And begin to show them how economic development, smart city, smart growth is all in these documents that go way back, generationally planned. Um, next, if you're ready, meet with your, your representatives. Don't be intimidated. You elected them, uh, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, meet with them and show them the schemes that are being fooled on us. So that's what... Uh, the plan is, and I understand that is a good plan, okay? Uh, unfortunately, the problem is, is there are fewer and fewer of us who are willing to take the battle up and go and stand and do the hard work of trying to convince people in power that they need to change. And they need to change, they need to be aware of the policies that they are unwittingly approving. That is a very difficult task. Yes, it is. And I'll be honest with you. When I met with my United States congressman, he had his team from Washington. They happened to be home. And he had his attorneys in the room. And 
I asked him about the land and water conservation bill and fund from 1965 because you want to appeal to him, you know, you want to, you want to ask him a black and white question, something that he has to answer, to hold his feet to the fire, to hold him accountable. And that land and water conservation fund that was created in 1965 was created to take land and it was set up for 40 years for $900 million. Now, 40 years has lapsed, okay? That 40 years is up from, if you add 1965. So I asked him if that bill was still, what, what Trump thought about it, because Trump had just gotten in at the time. And he said Trump was trying to, you know, do away with that. But here's the thing. We have bought so much federal land, and when you look at how much we have bought, it's, it's, it's around a third through our government agencies that we have purchased this land and it's always in a good name you know it's in the name of a heritage site or you know uh while um i can't think of the other word but anyway heritage heritage and when you think about you know oh who doesn't want a, a state park who doesn't want to preserve our heritage well it's the very same people who created those things to incrementally get us to where we are today to take us over and it's the very same people who are pushing behind taking down stone Mountain. That's a heritage site. So you begin to see how they're working their plan deceptively by giving us these heritage sites and and all of the things to take our land. And when you think about, you know, the 1992 conference had what is, I call it the red map, but it's basically the uh, Wildlands Project. And in that map, you can find it online, 50% of that map is red. And where the red is, is where no people will live. That is their goal. And you say, well, Kim, come on. How can you, how can you get people off your land? Well, you're still living in the 50s. You haven't kept up with all the things that they've passed, all the laws. But what I found interesting, you know, regarding NAFTA and this red map is down here at the border from California to Texas, they actually show a wide line that's colored And it's called an international zone of cooperation. It's 124 miles wide. Now, after the 2012 conference, they created a new map. And that map is called, I call it the white map, because 95% of that map is off limits to humans. Now, this is coming from them. This is their goal. How do you get rid of 95% of the population? That's another whole show, okay? But let's just focus on that NAFTA zone of international zone of cooperation from NAFTA. That has now been changed to 200 miles wide. So who took that land? When you look at all the means and things that they're using to take our land deceptively, it makes perfect sense when you read their documents and you see their schemes and how they're being carried out and people have no clue. We've been talking with Kim Flutter. If you're not thoroughly depressed now, you should be. Uh, The problem really is, Kim, is that many, many of us understand what's happening. Many of us see what's happening. um, But we're fighting a tide that is leading in the wrong direction. The problem with that is, is we have a nation that is divided philosophically and geographically. And when that happens and the divide gets deeper 
and deeper and deeper. That divide is impossible to bridge. It's impossible to bridge because people like you and I have principles. We have principles that we are unwilling to give up on. Why? Because they're the principles on which which this nation was founded, the the Judeo-Christian principles upon which our government was, was founded, our constitution was based, our founders believed in, and the majority of our people believed in. And those principles, which ones do you want to give up? And the answer is none. And the problem, therefore, is this deep cultural, philosophical, social divide that is also geographic. It has happened before in our nation. In the 1800s, the results were not good. And unfortunately, that is what we're facing today. Kim Flutter, it has been a pleasure to be discussing this issue with you. Um, this is a very, we've had a wonderful discussion. Uh, your knowledge is incredible. Your research is incredible. I'm most impressed by your research and I want to thank you very, very much for having been a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. Dr. Dan, well, I want to thank you because this is a mouthpiece to help get this word out because this is such a, a, a vast amount of um, information. And we are so dumbed down, and I'm finding that even people in the 50s that are in the you know above 50 are becoming dumbed down with technology and it breaks my heart when you you know take um fox news and when they you know go with their reporter out on the streets and they begin to ask people uh, uh, who's benghazi or you know what do you what do you think about benghazi oh i don't know who is he well you you begin to see how ignorant people are and there is it's Knowledge is like looking into a telescope and a microscope. It's unending. And unless you get off the couch, you put down your Facebook page, even the 60-year-olds are getting addicted to these things, we're losing our country. We have got to tell our children and our grandchildren, look into their bedrooms, look into the things that they're getting into, wake them up, because this is our second and last greatest push to save this nation and to save our God-given heritage and to save our families. Thank you, Kim Fletter. Could not have said it better myself. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily regulated or confiscated by the government is the moral and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Me the wind.
rejoicing Call me the Choctaw Call me original sin Call me railroad steel Thank <laughs> you. 